Hey, welcome back to No Tracers. This is the podcast all about urban exploring. I'm super excited to get into this show and speak with my guest today, Discovering Tegan. Let's get into the show. Welcome to No Tracers, the podcast where I take you on an adventure through the hidden gems and forgotten corners of the world. From abandoned buildings and tunnels to rooftop views and street art, join me as we uncover the secrets of the urban landscape. With interviews from experienced explorers, tips and tricks for navigating the urban terrain, and thrilling first-hand accounts of their explorations. Get ready to discover the world like never before. Come explore with us. But remember, leave no trace. What's up? Happy Friday. We're back with another episode of the No Tracers podcast. If you're new to the show, please hit the subscribe button so that you get notified every Friday when a new episode drops. Thank you guys for continuing to support the show. If you want to come on No Tracers, you can hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram, or you can email me at contact at notracers.com. So this show is all about urban exploring. I speak to rooftoppers, people that explore abandoned places, train hoppers, anything that is outside of the norm that we like to, you know, go explore and get out of normal life to go see some incredible things. No Tracers has been around for a couple years now. I started this during COVID as a means of connecting with the community, and I am blown away by the support that this has gotten. So thank you guys for continuing to listen, for reaching out when you want to come on the show. I've had so many people reach out recently saying they want to come on the show and share their stories. So thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. Before we get into the show, I have to thank our partner on the podcast, Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you haven't heard of Liquid Death, well... It's a, it's a water. You probably don't spend a lot of time on Instagram because their marketing is insane. Their motto is murder your thirst and their mission is death to plastic. Uh, we waste a lot of plastics in this country, in America, and uh, Liquid Death's mission is to replace the plastics with aluminum cans that are infinitely recyclable. So if you want to do your part and you want to drink some awesome water, they also just came out with three flavors of iced tea. So if you want to check that out, they also have uh, three sparkling water flavors as well. So if you are looking for a mixer for your alcoholic beverages, or if you are just looking for a sparkling water, definitely check out liquiddeath.com. Use promo code just the letter K for 10% off your order. If you run a bar and you're looking to stop wasting plastic bottles, check out Liquid Death. You can also get 10% off if you use the code just the letter K. Link is down in the description. If you want to continue supporting the podcast further than just listening to the show, there are a couple ways to do so. You can buy me a coffee. Uh, there's a link down in the description to buymeacoffee.com uh, where you can make like a one-time donation. Um, you can also check out notracers.com slash shop. I've got two photography books about urban exploring and a whole buttload of merchandise options. Shirts, hats, beanies, backpacks, duffel bags, I, uh, Apple AirPod cases, patches, all kinds of cool stuff. Jackets, hoodies, t-shirts, you know. Thank you. Thank you for listening to No Tracers. Without further ado, let's talk to Discovering Tegan. Her name is Ashley. So, Ashley, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. Sure. My name is Ashley, and I've been exploring for about two years now. Uh, so, what got you into exploring in the first place? Tell me about your first exploration ever. <laughs> so, um, I stumbled into it entirely on accident. Um my boyfriend, Brian, had mentioned that he had been in a nearby resort since it shut down a few years ago. And I was like, 
you have to take me. <laughs> and he's like, okay, you know, all right, we'll go. And he didn't think I was going to show up. And we explored the whole thing. I loved it. And shortly after that, we started going to Gary probably two or three, sometimes four times a week and just exploring nonstop. And I had no idea urban exploration was a thing, but um, I, I wanted somewhere to put all of these pictures that I was taking. I didn't want to blow up my personal Facebook page. Right. I also wasn't on Instagram, hadn't ever been. So I just created an Instagram and started dropping some of them there and then slowly started realizing like, oh, there's a lot more people <laughs> that do this. And holy shit, this is, this is like a thing. And oh, this is a worldwide community. So mm. yeah, truly had no idea it even existed when I got into it. So tell me a little bit more about like the social media aspect of it. I usually leave this question for later, but since you are talking about that now, I feel like it's prevalent. Uh, talk, talk to me about like what social media has done for you as a, as an explorer, like connecting with other explorers, uh, the pros and cons of social media within the Urbex community, things like that. Um, in terms of like pros and cons that just comes to mind right away, I've seen a lot of drama and yeah. it just seems so unnecessary and I just, I, I don't engage period. So that's, that's one of the cons for sure. Um, but with social media, it's obviously introduced me to the fact that urban exploration is a thing. And I've since connected with people all across the country and worldwide and, I've had the opportunity to meet people all across the country, which has been amazing. Yeah. For me as well, you know, one of the coolest things is getting to go like first have people on this podcast and then getting to meet them and and go explore with them. You know, it's been super cool. This this podcast has really allowed me to make bigger connections with people and like closer connections with people. So I'm very grateful for this community, but at the same time, like what you were saying, like the drama is so unnecessary and just yeah. like, so it makes it so not fun to like be a part of it sometimes. Um, but I mean, overall, I think there's a lot of great people in this community and I'm super grateful to be a part of it, you know, like in any capacity. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've met some incredible people through this. As have I. Um, so talk to me about the mentality of an urban explorer. This is not like a normal thing. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not your like everyday person that's like, I'm going to go check out this abandoned house. You know, like what for you makes you go into these types of buildings and locations? So I know as a child and growing up, I I would always notice places and I was always curious about I, I was just curious about the places, whether it was driving by or what be it. And so going into them now, and I I absolutely geek out on the history of these places. What did it look like in its prime and what led to its demise? And then having the opportunity to see them as they are today, where just time has stopped is just astounding to me. Mm -hmm. And you know, so there's, there's the history, there's what's left behind and how shocking that is sometimes, but then there's just this incredibly beautiful architecture and, and the decay. And I, I just love all of it. Uh, do you have a certain type of building that you like to explore over anything else? I would say churches just because of how different they all are and how incredible the architecture is. Mm. Yeah. My thing with churches is like, I always, when I go into an abandoned church, I always think to myself, like, where did they go? Like of all places, like 
you left your like you left God's house, if you will. You know what I mean? Like right. it's so mind boggling to me to like think that people were just like, yeah, yeah, we're just gonna leave this church. <laughs> you know, it's just so yeah. weird. Well, I know like for Chicago, the archdiocese is closing so many locations and consolidating them. But mm. I find too with the churches, it's really hard to find any kind of history on any of them. Right. Yeah. They're just like what these left behind places that like don't have a, much of a story. Yeah. But they're so incredibly beautiful. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The And the, the architecture is just so magnificent in a lot of these places. And, you know, when you start doing like European explorations and and get into those kind of churches, like that's like next level, you know, there's, there's nothing like that architecture over there. And, you know, there's a, there's a building in Portugal that I explored once. And I often look at those photos and I'm like, I I did some research on the place and it it talks about like the architect that built it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I wonder if a, if the architect is still alive and B like, have they been back? Like, do these people go back to the buildings they build now and like check them out because that to me like I would love to take an architect back to an a bit like a building that is now abandoned that they built right right and chances are I mean they have all you know deceased long ago but what would it be like to be able to bring them back and see it as it is now oh it would be so cool to be able to do that and I hope to do that one day you know it would be uh fascinating to get their perspective on everything but for you, yeah. when did photography come into play? When did you first pick up a camera and start documenting all of this? So up until, gosh, just a couple months ago, I've been shooting everything on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have gotten much more into photography and some of the people that I've met, you know, it's just sparked this interest for me. And so I did buy a used camera um, actually off of some other explorers. It, I'm not even kidding, has sat on my desk for almost a year now because I'm just so intimidated by this stupid thing and I don't know how to use it. <laughs> but it's, it's ridiculous. You just so need just some need tutorials. Yeah. Just, yeah. just tutorial it up. You know, I think that's the best way when it comes to new gear. Um, but I'm super excited that you like got that and that, that now is going to be a part of your arsenal. It, it's just like, you know, it, I I don't even want to say like a step up because like you can do so many amazing things with the iPhone and or like whatever phone you have. Honestly, like we basically buy the phone for the camera now, you know, like we're, yeah, we're yeah. buying another camera at, at the end of the day. They're thousands of dollars, you know, so but it, it is yep. cool. I'm I'm stoked for you that you got your hands on a, on a camera and are going to start playing with that a little bit. Um, Speaking of like gear and things. Do you have different things that you bring into these buildings uh, that you would recommend for like new explorers? And this could be like the type of shoes you wear, the bag you bring, flashlights, anything like that. The uh, shoes I wear, I would not recommend. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a do not recommend. I've always worn Converse and, you know, I've worn them for so long that we go into the soggy or the wet places and I'm like, oh, I'm soaking it all up, you know. Um, So definitely not Converse. But I would say the respirators is probably the biggest thing. And we figured that out the hard way going into one of the schools in Gary and we got in there and it was just, Oh my God, you could just taste all the things oh. and we were sneezing and it was, Oh, it was awful. Not good. Um, so we got respirators pretty quickly after that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh my God. And you know, people that are trying to get into the hobby, they they often ask like, where can we get these things? I mean, first of all, Amazon, uh, you can get respirators at Home Depot, you know, like yep. they're very easily accessible. 
Um, yes. Do you have any urban exploration injury stories? Actually, I don't. Okay. Amazingly enough. That's good. That's good. You know, that's one of the questions where I'm happy if there's no answer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's a pretty boring answer. I don't have anything yet. No, that's good. I hope it stays that way. Um, (laughs) Have you ever gotten permission to explore a spot? No, we also have not gotten permission to explore. (laughs) Um, How about your scariest exploration experience? Oh, man. Um, There's probably, maybe not scary, but like sketchy, close calls. There's a couple. Um, There was a theater in Chicago that we were exploring, and it was posted all over the exterior that they had a heat sensing security system. And we were like, "Mm, you know, like, is it a decoy? Yeah. Just to, you know, keep people away. We're like, whatever, we'll, we'll do it anyways. And so we get in and we're in the main lobby of the theater that is just incredible. And this ear piercing, blood curdling siren just starts going off. And my heart is just immediately in my throat. And um, Brian, who I was with, he was like, we're, we're fine. We're fine. And so we were like, all right, whatever. We'll shoot for a couple more minutes. And we go into the theater, which has an exterior wall to the outside of the building. And within a couple minutes, we start hearing voices along that exterior wall like obviously on the other side of the wall and they're discussing who's inside and how did they get in? And we were like, Oh fuck, we got to (laughs) go. So we beeline for the back door that we had come in and right outside the door, there's this guy standing there just real sketchy. Um, and he had like a hammer or a wrench or something with him, you know, and he's trying to stop us. Mm. We're in an alley And he's threatening us and this and that, but there was two against one. So we parted ways. Brian went one way. I went the other way. And the game plan was for him to go get the car because he had the car keys. So I walk the opposite direction, which is along that wall where we heard the people talking. And there's probably four or five, maybe six other people that are looking up and down the side of the building, trying to figure out how do they get in and yada, yada. And they are all wielding tools as their weapons, if you will. And they looked like the Carney Brigade. I mean, they were the most disheveled, sketchy human beings ever. And I'm just like, you know, so I, I just started walking as opposed to running so that I wouldn't get their attention or Mm. hopefully not. And I'm on the phone with Brian. I'm like, okay, here's where I'm at. I'm turning the corner. And then I realize that I'm being followed by one of the guys. And so I tell him, you know, make this turn and that turn. Let's see if this guy follows me. And he did. And so we're like, all right, make one more turn this way. And Brian just like, you know, squeals around the corner. And I jump in the car and fuck it. We just flew out of there. It was, it was, yeah, it was a little scary. Yeah. That's some like Hills have eyes shit, you know, just crazy yes, people yeah. with fucking random shit as weapons. I don't, you know, people are, can be crazy, especially like if they're not security, like if they're locals, you know, there's this spot I went to and, uh, the local, one of these local guys like pulled up that lived in the area and he was like, you guys can't be here, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, threatening us and all this stuff. And I was like, can we give you like 50 bucks to go away? And he, so he took our money and left and let us go. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. But yeah, locals can be kind of scary because just because like they don't really care about anything. They have nothing to yeah. lose. It's yeah, wild. absolutely. That, that was this kind of crew. 
Yeah, definitely. So uh, share with us your most creative entrance. Mm. Um, I am not the one with the creative entrances. Uh, Brian is the one who always gets us into all these places <laughs> and finds a way, makes a way. I would say his most creative or most impressive was there. It's a bank near Chicago and he climbed two stories up the, you know, um, just like metal rods that would have hold, held the electrical wires yeah. and just spider monkey shit all yeah. the way up this pole and then up the fire escape and then in and down through the building to let us in the back door. Wild, wild. I <laughs> I love hearing about the like Mission Impossible style stuff, you know, like yes. you're, you're just going balls to the wall, like trying to get into a place. I feel like we do yeah. some crazy stuff to get into these spots. Um, oh, has anything ever made you want to stop exploring or like take a break from exploring? Nope, nothing. Good. I love that. Nothing. I love that. Um, how many pins are on your map if you had to guess? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know, maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred. <laughs> That's amazing. Something like that. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. And do they span around the world? Are they US? Like where where are they kind of uh focused? They are mostly US. There are some in Europe, like wish list, bucket sure, list kind sure, of thing. Sure. Um, but I would say, you know, tons around the Midwest, but then also I would love to get out to the East Coast at some point just because everything out there is so much older and mm. so much different yeah. from what we have here in the Midwest. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, here in uh, Nashville area, we've got a couple like big mansions, which are cool. But yeah, yes. I think I think the Maybe East Coast. Mansion. Yeah, I think the East Coast is like kind of the the spot, if you will, for urban exploring. Yes. Definitely. But I mean, I've never been yes. to Gary myself. Uh, okay. I just haven't done it yet. And I feel like I need to at some point, probably soon. Uh, and it's not that far away. So I feel like I should just like buckle up and go. <laughs> You definitely should. And let me know when you go, because I will meet you there. For sure. Let's do it. We'll, we'll figure right. out a, a, a day or a, you know, weekend. We can go hit some stuff. That would be super sick. I'd love that. Yeah, um, I would love to. For, for you, like, what, what has been your riskiest exploration? Like your most like high risk exploration? Um, this is not high risk because of, you know, structural or anything like that. Um, we went up to Minnesota to go meet this. We had no idea who he was, you know, just that we'd been talking to him for a little bit. Um, he explores the tunnels in Minnesota and does a lot of rooftoping. Mm -hmm. And so we drove up there and, you know, meeting this kid, he's just 18 years old, something like that. And he was going to take us through all of the tunnels under, um, under Minneapolis. And, so what we had to do was we had to pop a manhole cover <laughs> and we were following this complete stranger down, you know, into this labyrinth yeah. of tunnels. And we were like, you know, how could this possibly go wrong? Right. Like, <laughs> and we're just blindingly trusting this kid. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was so much fun. Oh, um, but that that's risky, you know, like not knowing where we are going. And if he was to leave us, we would have been just... I, there's there's no way we would have been able to find the way out of there. You know, this uh, UK-based explorer went to explore the catacombs. His name is Nightscape. Yes. And yes. he got left in the catacombs for like three hours by the dude. Yes. dude that, that's like, that's a huge reason I don't do stuff underground where I don't have cell service. <laughs> like I did one 
underground. I went to Colorado and explored a um like a a bunker or a military base where they used to store the intercontinental ballistic missiles. And Ooh. it was so sick. It was sick. Like you we we went like under this grate and like, you know, went in and we walked down this tunnel and it's totally underground. It's like in a hillside, right? Yeah. So you can't see the thing. And so we we walk in through this tunnel and the room opens up and it's this massive dome. And it's like, I can't even, I don't even know how big it was. It was just massive. It was like a, you know, I don't know, 500,000 square feet or some crazy shit. It was huge. And underneath it are all the tunnels that go to the different control rooms and the different like launch pads for the rockets. And like, it was sick, but like the guy I went with, (laughs) he decided to keep going further into the tunnels. And I was to the point where I was like, okay, like this is getting kind of risky for me. Like I know my limits, so I'm going to wait here for you just like come back for me and like 45 minutes later i'm like screaming into the tunnels like dude we gotta go the sun is setting like we gotta go you know and he can't hear me because he's so far into the fucking tunnels and so like you know an hour goes by and finally i hear him like you know walking back towards me and i'm like fuck thank god because you know i i like the 50 minute mark i'm starting to panic and i'm like he died he yeah. fell he died i don't know where he is i i don't know what to do like he i'm has, never gonna find him he I'm has the find fucking, out. he's got the fucking car keys like <laughs> i'm <laughs> fucked <laughs> but he came back and we got out of there but oh my god it was just so crazy it was such a crazy <laughs> and i was like after that i was like okay i'm not doing i'm not doing tunnels i'm not doing tunnels right yeah once tunnels. once you start getting to your limit it's like oh okay all right we, we gotta go we yeah. gotta go like, yeah yeah and it's like That's there's rough. like standing water everywhere and it's like rust colored i'm like i don't know what the fuck is in this water like if i fall with my backpack like that's the end of the trip for me you know so i was like it was crazy but i mean you know we we live on and we tell the stories and we laugh at them (laughs) absolutely (laughs) so what do you do when you're not exploring abandoned places like what's a what's your normal life like um i work and i've got two kids that and a whole herd of bonus kids that (laughs) keep me busy and laughing and all those good things oh amazing i love that um yeah what does your family think about you and your boyfriend doing this (laughs) Um, my dad is 74. He is the most chill human being you will ever meet. And I mean, he doesn't even bat an eye you know, we say we're going out to explore. Okay, cool. You know, like have fun. And so I've taken my family with, I've taken my kids and my dad, um, to a number of places and it's really cool. My son is 19 and he was just on a road trip with his bonus mom driving home from Florida and I'm getting all these text messages from him, like, you know, sending me locations and look this <laughs> up. And he sent me a link for, you know, another place that they drove by oh, that cool. he was able to find. And I'm like, how fucking cool that there's something about these lost places that is speaking to him now. I don't That's know if it's so rad. my passion and he knows that or, you know, but there's there's something that was catching his attention. So that was just really cool. You've definitely sparked his curiosity. I think that's rad. Yeah. That's super yes. rad. Yeah. Oh, I've taken he and a couple of his friends to a number of locations and they have just been absolutely in awe. Oh, that's so cool, man. Uh, if you yeah. could live in one place you've explored for an entire week, what place would it be? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Possibly one of the churches, you yeah. know, just because they are 
so incredible. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be super cool to stay in a church. I have a friend that bought a church and lives in it. Really? He's a fr- so where he, is that at? Um, somewhere in Pennsylvania, I think. He's a okay. he's a Freemason, but he he does alchemy. So he makes like tinctures and all this stuff out of a church that he lives in. Really? Yeah, it's wild. He's in a band that I that I used to work for and still sometimes do photography for. Um, but yeah, super fascinating. He just like wanted to live in a church. So he did. That's incredible. Yeah. There's one church when we were exploring in St. Louis, there was one church that we had on our list to go see. And when we got there, there was a crew that was working on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, clearly it, it had been abandoned. Um, but we ended up talking to the owner for a couple minutes and he had just purchased it and I don't know, something like he just paid some of the back taxes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he was working on renovating it and he wanted to live there and have an art studio and oh. you know, he he unfortunately would not even take the couple minutes to let us see inside, <laughs> which was unfortunate yeah. and disappointing. But yeah. Still really cool to see one of the places being saved. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's so cool, like that idea of trying to save these buildings. I've got a guy coming on that's a caretaker for an a, abandoned opera house. Um, oh, and he he's an explorer, but he wanted to save this this building. And so he became a part of like the town council and got it put in like the list of historic landmarks and and now he he takes care of this building and so i'm gonna have him on to talk about like why he did that and like what the process was like and things like that super excited for that episode yeah it should be cool oh i can't wait to hear about that yeah yeah it should be cool um do you have any like bucket list item places that you're you're dying to explore i don't have any specifics Mm -hmm. i would love to get like shorter bucket list i would love to get to the east coast and see Mm -hmm. a whole bunch out there I would also love to get to Europe because yeah. there is just so much there that is unlike anything here. So nothing specific, but. Got you. Um, yeah. And what do you hope for the future of urban exploring? I would love to see the, uh, the drama go away and um, you know, that would be amazing, but also just people having respect for these spaces. Yeah. You know, the vandalism is definitely one of the things that just, it's heartbreaking to see. Yeah. So just more respect for the spaces. I would love for some of these spaces to be saved. I agree. But, but yeah. And then uh, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Oh gosh. I wish I knew that this even existed (laughs) because I would have started this so much sooner. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. So uh, the last question I'm going to ask you is something new that I'm doing on the podcast. I got inspired by another show called Diary of a CEO. Uh, it's okay. this guy on YouTube, and he is a great podcast host. And he, at the end of every episode, he has the previous guest ask a question for the next guest. So oh, shit. last week's question comes from TW Visions. He's a rooftopper based in the UK. And he wants okay. to know what your craziest escape was. <laughs> okay. Um, craziest as in um, this one was just a close call. Um, we had, there was a group of five or six of us. There was a number of us who were in from out of town. And we're going to a church in Chicago that I had been to previously. Uh, we're going in and 
somebody, so I was leading the way in, all the other guys are behind me. So I didn't hear this, but one of the other guys overheard, I, it was from a house that, so we came up an alleyway and there were houses that back up to this church and they overheard from an open window, something about they're going into the church. <laughs> and so we all talked for a couple minutes. Two of the guys were not comfortable going in. So they hung out outside. The other four of us were like, all right, we'll just go in super quick. We'll take our shots and go. And so we were inside maybe five minutes tops. We're like, all right, time to go. And we come out the alleyway. I'm the first one out. And I make eye contact with a woman standing in an open window to one of the houses right behind the church. And I hear her very distinctly say, they're coming out of the church. And then she just, she just dips out of the window. And I look at the guys, I'm like, we got to go. And so we are cars are just around the corner. We just get to my car. The other three guys have just gotten into the car. I'm the last one there. And this cop car comes flying into the intersection so fucking fast. You know, lights are on, sirens are on. I mean, they were like a fucking bat out of hell. I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) And so I get into the car, they turn towards us. So I just, and they, and they, slow down. They stop by us. And so I put my window down and they look and they're like, they ask, were you the, were you the ones in the church? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know, you know, just shrugged. And (laughs) they were happy with that response. And they went to go look for the hoodlums that had just been in the church. And I rolled my window up and all four of us just fucking died laughing. Like it was just, Close, close call. (laughs) Amazing. What a story. Oh my God. So for my next guest, do you have a question that you would like to kind of submit to them about urban exploring? Oh my gosh. Um, I guess what was your, what was your riskiest exploration? You know, was it an injury and, and what happened or was it an getting into, I honestly, I have no idea. Just what was your riskiest or most exploring exploration story? Cool. cool, That's a really terrible question, but we'll go with that. No, I love it. So thank you for coming on No Tracers. If people want to follow your journey into the world of the unknown, where can they find you online? I'm on Instagram at discovering Tegan. So it's discovering.tegan, T-E-A-G-A-N. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Tracers podcast. I hope you liked Ashley's stories and the laughs that we had on this episode. This was a really good one. I really enjoyed this one. If you did too, please be sure to leave a rating and feedback on the podcast. It helps us grow and find more listeners that are just like you, that are passionate about this hobby, this sport, whatever you you want to call it. No Tracers, the show for urban explorers by urban explorers. Thank you guys for listening to another week of the show. If you want to come on No Tracers, hit me up on Instagram or you can email me however you want to reach out. Please do. I also just uh, made a Twitter for No Tracers. If you guys want to see more of my uh, photography or if you guys want to just tweet at me at No Tracers, hit me up. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next Friday with another one. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out, go explore something and remember, leave no trace.